Listen up, all marketing school fam. I know you have so many ideas in the head of yours, yet struggling to find the time and accountability you need to make marketing work smarter for you. Which is why I want to remind you of our All Access Pass and All Marketing School course library. Think of it as your treasure trove. Pack with our self-paced masterclasses and workshops, tactics and templates, specifically created for marketers like you who aim to channel their superpowers for good. But hey, what's even more exciting is that you're not just getting courses, you're stepping into a whole new world. It's a place where you're surrounded by your passionate community of marketing rebels, which are kind of like your cheerleading squad. Let's be honest, marketing can be a complex puzzle, but we're here to eliminate the guesswork. We're offering you tried and tested tactics to sharpen your strategy. Depending on the plan you choose, you can look forward to full access to our self-paced courses, project submission and feedback opportunities, our expert workshop library, as well as monthly upskilling series and weekly tactics that will really help you stay updated and get accountability when it comes to actually making some progress in your work. We also have monthly office hours, workshops, expert panels, and sprints. So you will be able to access our whole template vault with ready-to-use Notion, Canva, and Google templates, making your life easier. Oh, and did I mention our swipe files and the community matchups? Oh, and the quarterly live deep dives, which are actually valued at £247, but they're included for you and your membership. Well, all this knowledge, community, and more is just a click away. If you want to join us, simply head to amschool.click slash library. That's amschool.click slash library. On with our episode. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly. Empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. And it is another week, and I'm singing for you all. Hey, <laughs> I'm Becca again. I'm having my little coffee, guys. So whenever Becca is sharing a wisdom, I shall then um, sip my coffee because it is a Friday morning after all. But how are you doing? I have some not exciting news on my own, but I have some exciting news from the world of marketing that really got me intrigued. So I'm, I'm excited for today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I don't have a coffee and I'm I'm kicking myself now because I should have done that and I just didn't think. I've just got my bottle of water. Um, hydration is key though. Hydration is key. I'm probably not giving a good example of just my injecting coffee into my veins. Let's say that. So you're doing a good thing. You're doing a good, especially with the sunshine. Like the UK has got this streak of vitamin D, which is yes. It's nice, isn't it? It's still quite chilly, but it's nice to look out out the window. Looks like I could go out there. That is that is very true. And then you kind of have to be like, okay, I'm gonna put my layers on and then get out there and then show everybody on Instagram how good it is to be outside. That's kind of how I think the vibe has been. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I'm all good. I've seen a few things this week as well, which I'm quite excited to talk about with you. And I feel like it's been quite a 
quite a busy week in terms of updates. There's a fair few I think we can talk about today. I want to hear what is what was your favorite then before I talk about my fave. What was your favorite this week? Okay, my favorite was probably well, it it has the potential to be quite a big update, but Instagram are working on new stickers for stories and one which caught my eye in particular was a link sticker. Have you your reaction on Zoom right now is just incredible. <laughs> can you can you describe the reaction? I'm going to do it again. Just the biggest arm celebration, arm in the air celebration, like fabulous having the best time. <laughs> this is my life, kids. This is what gets me excited these days. Wow, what a wild <laughs> life. Sorry, I, I took the spotlight from you explaining this piece of news. But anyway, I heard it as well. It's not my favorite, funnily enough, mm-hmm. but it is among the ones. So it's definitely the among that. So tell us a bit more about it and I'll keep dancing in the background while I love talking. this. Okay, so... We're all familiar with the swipe up feature on Instagram stories. So you can, if you've got over 10,000 followers, add a link in there. But this new sticker, which is being tested at the moment, so we'll probably see it rolling out to more people soon, will mean that in the same way that you can kind of have, you know, like a hashtag or a GIF, just a nice sticker, you'll be able to link it up. Now, it's too early to tell if this is for potentially people with less than 10,000 followers. I expect they'll probably keep that limit there. But what it does mean is that it will kind of allow creators to be creative with how they put their link in their story. So I'm thinking people can use the kind of design elements as they wish and maybe they're bringing in, um, you know, your normal arrows or colors or maybe an asset that you've created elsewhere and you're pulling that into Instagram to kind of put your link on top of. I think it if it if it goes ahead, if we all get access to it and they they keep it as a feature, I think it'll be a really nice new way for creators to to share their stuff through stories. I was a uh again from my dancing that nobody saw aside from Becca unless Chris decides to pull it as the actual clip for the week which I might do myself so I might just take it as an extra clip because I went wild kids because it is exciting no it is I I think the exciting part of it is just the possibilities of being able especially as you say when you have 10,000 followers to just direct to your website again and I appreciate that Instagram has had hard time allowing people to get as much as possible outside of the platform I also believe and that's obviously speculation station I should have a little conspiracy theory cap when I say something <laughs> like this we should have the conspiracy theory cap that we put on but there could be also an argument that Instagram knows that it's such a coveted sort of feature that a lot of people then will really try to grow their account if anything for that but I also find that it just gives a different way for people to make that choice, whether they want to click on a link, whether it's a blog post or something like that, to actually then take it out that way. Put it this way, for example, like for shopping, obviously they they have the shop sticker now because it integrates and you can have the shoppable products in stories. So again, I think it's just a way to almost differentiate it a bit more and be like, well, if you have a link that you cannot ad because it's not a shoppable link or anything like that or maybe like a shout out to another business I don't know then you can actually or a coupon then you can actually use this link so it will be interesting to see how they roll it out obviously we see the test so we don't know what it's going to look like and the difference it's going to make but also before we jump into something else maybe the question would be why that's what obviously like conspiracy (laughs) cap on again that's what I was thinking about why would you 
why would they do that like it's really it's good but I'm like is it because they realize that you know the Instagram has got that potential is it because they literally are trying to get as many people as possible to make the most of the stories I don't know again there's a lot of ideas and potentials but I think for better or for worse we talked about a few times actually together Instagram is trying to become the all-encompassing like website feature there's like it allows you to do everything and to go everywhere and I think it can be really exciting if your audience is mainly on that platform definitely and I I think you're completely right about how Instagram they just want to be the one-stop shop don't they for everything I do wonder if this new sticker will maybe obviously we don't know quite how it will work but if you're allowed to have more than one on a story slide perhaps that would be a new way as well for people if there's I don't, I don't know, maybe multiple blog posts or products could, you know, the possibilities are endless, but being able to have multiple in one slide rather than here's 30 slides of like, you know, just swipe up links, which can sometimes be a little bit annoying. And I imagine people just swipe through them, just swipe off, just swipe to the next story. So maybe it's a way of kind of improving those engagement rates as well, because Instagram are feeling the heat right now of, you know, TikTok just, you know, going from strength to strength. So they've got to they've got to stay on their A game, I think. Yeah, especially because obviously the differentiation that we can see on Instagram, and I love that you brought back TikTok, is the fact that you do have the different formats, which mm. obviously helps. Now, the fact that they want to try and use other formats as well means that obviously that, oh, this is cute. I'm going to do that now. Fair enough. We got that that's your game, Instagram. We appreciate that. I don't even need to put the cap on. That's what it is. But, uh, you know, that's the thing, though. But as we talked about, actually, even last week, there's obviously the element of simplicity of TikTok. You know, there's one thing that you can do is swipe and watch and watch TikToks and obviously other elements of video that, you know, like the lives and stuff that maybe are not as much. But, you know, I think it's really interesting to see how I almost I almost believe that, for example, just to talk on a macro level, Twitter is excellent for people like us. It's excellent for writers. But even when I talk to clients or when I talk to members of our community, not everyone necessarily needs to be there because if your audience is not there or is not engaging there, honestly, it's time that you could spend elsewhere. Similarly with Pinterest, you know, it's also like, you know, would you people click through that stuff? Would they want to shop what you're offering? You know, some things will work better than others. And I think, you know, if you are a personal brand or if you have a, company you're trying to network I think LinkedIn is probably another one to watch when it comes to a wider audience that it has been for a long time but realistically speaking I see Instagram and TikTok being the ones that could virtually be applied for most places because it's most likely some of your audience is in there for either of them oh definitely I completely agree I think you know I I sometimes wonder as well when people are putting together strategies do they get too hung up on, oh, you know, where are their um, where are their audience, which platform are they on? But you're so right. Instagram and TikTok have such a huge audience base at this point that as long as you're sticking to your niche and making content that your your people will enjoy, they will be able to find you and, you know, you'll be able to connect with them. So I completely agree. I think that's a really good point. One more thing I'm going to add to that, which is kind of like a bit of news that is the extra that you can find again in the newsletter, just in case any of this you're excited about, but you want to check out further than the newsletter, I'll tell you at the end again, but you can find all of the links. Um, Kind of connected to this, for the first time ever, Facebook, you know, within the Creative Studio in Facebook, which is obviously one of the tools that allows you to do more with Facebook and Instagram from scheduling to answering questions and stuff. 
you could do similar things like to what you would do on later or other mm-hmm. platforms, but not to the same extent, especially scheduling stories, which other platforms allowed you to do. And I think from this week, actually, you can now also schedule not just Facebook stories, which pretty much nobody was really like very, very excited about. Sorry about that. It's like, cool. Yay. <laughs> But also you can schedule Instagram stories as well from now uh, the kind of the new business vault and there's resources. I don't know if you've seen that. And I think it's really interesting because personally, from what we do, Creative Impact Attach More, which is obviously one of my companies, we do have an element of kind of posting more graphics and more matter of fact stuff. But for my personal stuff, for example, it's not as much. So it's interesting to see because I think for some brands, especially when they have some specific type of stories or they kind of go more for a publication point of view, it can be actually quite a good way, especially for social media managers who might feel they're pulled into different platforms and directions. So I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts on that? And also, would you say you prefer uh, for your clients and for people you help as well to direct them to the native Facebook and Instagram sort of creator studio and other tools? Or you prefer to use things like later, I we use Dalewind, for example, and stuff like that. Oh, this is a good question. So I personally have just been resisting using Creator Studio because I feel like it, it hasn't had the same capabilities as some of the other tools. I love later and actually Planoli. I hope I'm saying that right. I never not quite sure, but I have really enjoyed um using them in the past for clients and for my um self as well. But I, I, I'm happy that Instagram and Facebook are improving the Creator Studio and I do think it's them acknowledging that, okay, yes, the concept of a story is to be sort of on the go, um, it is obviously organic, but it, it looks and feels like if this has been created, this is in the moment, there's not too much thought behind it. But I think they've acknowledged that there are, you know, it's such a major part of brand strategy using stories. So instead of kind of not letting those people use it they've they've introduced this way that they can be scheduled because that's just a thing you know stories aren't new anymore and people need to plan (laughs) need to plan their content accordingly so I'm happy on that aspect in terms of what I would go to or what I'd sort of recommend to a client I think it would depend on what they're already using definitely and if if they were using a tool that already had that capability then I'd say well just keep it all together but I wonder now if with the Creator Studio getting a bit better, if people will be like, oh, well, actually I can use that. And is it gonna be maybe lower cost and then just move everything over? So I think it will be interesting, but I also feel like there's a lack of awareness that the Creator Studio actually exists. Sometimes you'll say that to a client and they'll be like, what's that? Why don't, where, where how do I get there? And it's like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> so I think, I think that's um, something that Facebook needs to work on and maybe just be like, hey, this exists. You can use it if you want to, (laughs) because I don't know if people know about it enough. What do you think? I agree, actually. I was thinking about it myself and I don't think enough people know. Also, the fact that it's called Creator Studio, even if I think the other business vault is slightly, like the business resource vault is slightly different name now, which is even more confusing. Mm -hmm. I think people think, oh, it's for influencers or it's for creatives or it's for creators. So you kind of stood away from it. And actually, like, for example, you can even schedule IGTVs, which is joyful. So, you know, (laughs) so things like that, you know, they're actually, but it makes sense. And I think it's only fair, like, if you want people to keep using your platform, you can actually provide a native, easy way to schedule that stuff. A lot of people, unless you can do it in bulk, like, again, for example, we use Tailwind and I recommend Tailwind to 
our experts and creatives because they are usually like other publication based or stuff. So if they're using Pinterest, I recommend Tailwind 100%. But it's because it has the bulk functionality. So it makes sense for us as well to direct people that way. But, you know, if you know that, you know, you don't have to do some things that may be a bit more heavy handed, you can literally go to that. But because I think also the name, as well as the lack of awareness, people are just like, nah, I'm probably not going to, you know, it, it's not for me. And yeah, I agree. I think there has to be a bit of awareness work tapping into that. Definitely. Can Definitely. I tell you my favorite piece of music? Do it. Yes, tell me. Can you guess before I tell you? Um, I don't, maybe you'll go like out there and say Reddit, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> no, I was just lolling. I think if you're referring to the fact that Reddit said, we're going to do uh, audio rooms and we're going to start kicking them off tomorrow because you are all too late, kids. That was funny. No, we might actually get back to that. That was that's an aside. That was actually quite funny. I loved it. Right? It was like, um, yeah, keep trying, test guys. We're just gonna go for it, which I think is smart. Yeah, if we can. And like, obviously, I don't think that unless you are in Reddit, mm. I wouldn't go now to Reddit just for that. No, I agree. I think you have to be there, don't you, to actually think, oh yeah, I'll start using this. I don't think it's gonna suddenly create a wave of people going, oh, what's Reddit? Let me make a Reddit account. Definitely not. <laughs> but I found it interesting that they were like, nope, yep, yeah, the winner takes it all. I'm faster than any of you guys, uh, yeah. which I found really funny. It was actually, it's not social media related, but I think it kind of is. So it's kind of, you know, one of those things is like, hmm, uh, which is the, obviously with the new Apple event, every single time they have an event, they talk about 70 million things they're doing. And some of them are not necessarily relevant to us. But I think the new podcast Apple subscriptions which I don't know if you've seen it, also the new podcast app as well. Yay, it's going to look much better. But even the subscription model and the fact that they're actually working with podcasters to encourage that is very smart. It's very smart, yes. Tell me more. I've seen that it's becoming a thing, but I don't know the details. And I'm very intrigued how this can... So I'll tell you a fun fact and everyone listening as well. We used to, when we start, when I started the school and obviously we're still working towards the actual school, but when I started the podcast, I had it both as a free podcast and also I introduced like a kind of like a beta just to test the waters of extra episodes that will be paid. Like, so it's kind of like a monthly subscription, not with Apple, but externally. Mm -hmm. And one thing that it was, it was great in itself. However, I'll be honest, like it's a great tool as well. Actually, I'm going to put the link because they're lovely guys. So even if I don't use them anymore, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. It's called Supercast. And they're lovely. But bless them. I feel they're getting a bit like shadowed now. And I know of Bcast, which we use uh, for to host our podcast. They also are introducing private podcasts, which could work in the same way, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like, so there are actually tools out there that already do that. However, and they do in an easy way. However, Apple has said, hmm, this is happening. So actually people are having private podcasts like ConvertKit, which we use for emails, is actually going to introduce or has introduced paid newsletters. And they're just hosting a challenge for paid newsletters. What does that remind us of? Oh, wait, Substack. So you really are seeing how the actual platforms that usually will provide you with, again, podcast or in this case, email newsletter. I'll put the link to the challenge as well in the show notes, but they're actually thinking, oh, wait, there are the people, there are the platforms that mm -hmm. are doing a similar thing. So we're going to encourage our users to actually come with us because it's already the place that people will sign up for your email. So it's kind of interesting because I explored both Substack for Auto Marketing School 
and uh, supercast for the podcast. And now I'm thinking actually for waiting long enough and maybe if, if there's a way that I can find it working, then I will just do it via the platforms that I already have. And with that pool, obviously, I mean, don't, don't quote me on the actual percentages, but obviously there's a sharing revenue when it comes to it. I was going to say, yeah. You know, it's like the usual thing. But what it means is that you don't even have to, you know, submit something so that it creates a separate podcast because it's not a problem, but it can be a bit of a workaround. You know, like people have to download the different feeds and if you're not techie, you're not going to be able to do it. Whereas now, you know, and a lot of creators and a lot of people like Empire Podcast, if you love movies, then Empire is a great one, already has some paywall episodes, right? So what they decided to do is like, we're going to work with these people. And instead of having them direct people to Patreon or to wherever they want to go, we're going to make sure that it's super easy by the podcast app to subscribe and then allow that to happen. And that is almost like maybe the answer that I was looking for, because I do enjoy a different element of potentially adding something more. But as soon as you have to get people outside somewhere else, I think the friction is really big. And you have to create loads of free content to then, understandably, to then justify people paying for more. And I'm like, well, if I'm creating free content there and then free content there, and then I have to direct them and then say, can you please give me $5 a month just to make sure that I can give you extra? It all piles up. So again, that's a very, very long and convoluted answer. But I think... It's all happening at the same time. And I love as, you know, Comercute is going for Substack and Apple Podcasts are going for everybody else creating these kind of like paywall style shows and series. So mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting continuation of our conversation around the creator economy and how that's changing and kind of how it can almost help people depending on what they're doing. Again, it's just monetizing your content in a more effective way instead of just doing it for free, just to direct people somewhere else. I'm done. (laughs) I love that. I think it's really interesting. And I wonder as well if this is going to mean that we see a new wave. I mean, podcasts have been especially popular over lockdown as well. I mean, I'm guilty of starting one. (laughs) But I wonder, yeah, if this is going to take away a barrier. If people thought, oh, you know, I'd love to monetize it, but I don't know how. Or there's too many, there's almost too many different options. And then it becomes overwhelming and then you just don't do it. I do wonder what's going to happen in terms of people who already subscribe to creators through Patreon or maybe they've got, you know, a few different subscriptions going on. If they'll see this as a good thing of like, oh, great, I can pay for that, I suppose, quite specific piece of content that they know that they'll enjoy or whether it's actually from a consumer's perspective, making it almost like, oh, oh, no, this is another thing I need to like keep track of and how much am I spending on here? Or, you know, is it kind of making it a bit too granular potentially? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see how it pans out, but I do love how it's becoming, It's. it feels like there's been a shift into making it easier to create your co- own content, like whether that's podcast form or, you know, on some of the social media apps that we've mentioned, but as well this monetization, because I think that's such a huge barrier for people where they just don't know, or it's, you know, it seems really complicated. So anything like this, which is going to help uh, maybe new creators kind of come onto the scene, I think is a good thing. By the way, I couldn't agree more with that element of granularity and the element of like not confusing people, confusing, confusing, <laughs> not confusing people and, and having them having to go from one place to another, not sure how, you know, what should they do? I think it's going to be very beneficial for people that are, are yet to monetize it, they're looking to do the next step. 
because from a consumer perspective, I'm on the Apple podcast app anyway, listen to my podcast. Now I can click on subscribe or whatever and or access special episodes and I can get my special episodes. Squirt. <laughs> so again, and there's also something to be said about private newsletters and mm-hmm. private podcasts becoming a thing. You know, again, I don't know, picking, hearing Fab, aka myself, every single morning giving you a little tip. Wow, I really want that. You know, you would say, but people are buying into you not just because of the content, but also because of the person or the people behind it and what they can provide. So I believe that, as you said, it could be harder when you already have something set up to direct people other ways. But I think consumers, from their perspective, if they don't have to download another app or keep track of another thing, and they can have everything in one place, I find that that's the least friction you can create for yourself. Definitely. No, I I agree. And I think... I'm excited to see how people use this actually and how they decide which, especially in the podcast, okay, which episodes are we going to make paid? What's going to be that exclusive piece of content? And I, th- I think it's good as well because it's encouraging the creators themselves to really keep pushing and create content, you know, at a high standard. I love a podcast which is filmed, which is very, you know, raw. I love that. But then I do like the occasional one, which you can tell has been like, had access to a very high production budget. <laughs> it's like that combination of having the like the unique like personal touch, but also sometimes, you know, if it is something that you want is like an interview or maybe something that is like more of a guide or is nice to be able to hear it properly without necessarily having Amazon in the background just delivering something. So <laughs> you know, it's that's that's subtle nuance and I appreciate that as well. Is there any anything else that jumped out at you? Like any any good little bits and nuggets mm. aside from again Reddit lolling us all there? You can really jump at I you this week. I did notice that Twitter are. I think they're rolling out their test of professional profiles for brands and creators. So this is where on your profile you would be able to add more information such as like your address or contact details, and depending on the type of business you are will depend on the additional features. So you might be able to have like a gallery view or um, kind of almost a mini shop front, um, if that was applicable to you, which I think is quite exciting. I do feel like Twitter is a social media platform though, that we're so used to brands and, you know, just people being so integrated already. I wonder if this is gonna create some sort of divide or I wonder if further down the line, and I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm going to be cynical. I wonder if Twitter are going to actually limit the reach potentially of brand accounts to encourage them to do more advertising. I've just got my Facebook hat on and you know we've seen that happen and we've seen the impact that that has had. But hopefully that won't happen. But hey ho. I think it's exciting though and I I feel like we said this last week and every time we chat it's like Twitter have suddenly got all these new updates coming out. They've got, they've been quiet for so long and now it's like, here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's another new thing. So I'm very excited to see how this changes the experience as well. I feel it's almost like Twitter, understandably, is trying to, as I said to you, and this is not criticism, it's just the way I see it. I'm also a writer and I love it from the writing perspective because I can see other people's work, I can share my work. But again, unless you really want to go down a thread and ask questions and kind of like discuss mm-hmm. and things, I like the fact that I can just check in what's going on, get some really good ideas. Again, like stalk some people that talk about social media being like, I like that. I want to see that. And then kind of move on. Whereas, and I wouldn't necessarily as much from a brand perspective, because I do own two brands and one of them is not 
like as news based when it comes to social media. So, mm-hmm. you know, people do click on our stuff, they do engage a bit, but they just don't use it as much. And I think it's because our audience doesn't spend as much time on that. So, you know, we can drive a bit of traffic, but it's probably not as much just because of the nature of who we are. So it's almost like thinking, okay, if this is kind of like the way that it works right now, I'm wondering whether they are trying to see if changing and again, adding these uh, professional profiles can open up for brands or companies that maybe don't see Twitter working for them because it can be beneficial for people to use it heavily anyway. But if I'm not using it anyway, I think they're realizing that, you know, even brands that maybe thought LinkedIn wasn't for them, they're thinking, actually, I can talk about our mission. I can talk about our campaigns. You know, they're finding more creative ways to use that. Whereas I think for Twitter, that's still missing that spot. We, with everybody else, actually finding a bit more of that place. I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm, again, skeptic hat. We should have a skeptic hat and a conspiracy theory hat. (laughs) guys let, let, help us decide in which hats we should wear uh what do you want them to look like because i think there's a there's an really interesting point in there in seeing how they're going to develop that and how that's going to work or not like remember the super followers i don't know if they're still going ahead with that or not i think i've i've seen a screenshot floating around of what the the follow button or super follows might look like but yeah i don't think it's actually rolled out properly yet and i don't think there's a date on that either i do agree i think you get some brands on Twitter who, like Innocent comes to mind. We've all seen Innocent's tweets. They're just on it. They're funny. They they manage to, you know, tell us all about their products without, like, they do it in a very clever way. Love brands like that. But obviously not every brand has the right tone of voice for that kind of messaging or they don't have the time to dedicate to all of that organic activity. And I completely get why for a brand like that you'd either choose to direct your attention elsewhere or maybe go okay I need some kind of presence on here but I don't have the time to do it organically so I'm going to run some Twitter ads so I can see that perspective I do think with with the kind of landscape on Twitter at the moment and how people use the app and also I'm thinking of like where LinkedIn ties into this actually and how that has become such a like an engaging place to be honest especially in the last year or two since videos have become such a prominent part of that platform whether twitter are like okay we need to we need to pull out all the stops to make sure that businesses feel that if they pick twitter which hopefully i guess twitter are like please pick us they have everything there so that people who discover them or come across them can get all of that information they need that they might have found on linkedin so i think i think it's interesting i think it's going to be uh, uh, yeah, I wonder how it's going to pan out, but I, I like I like the fact that it is going to be a kind of another option. And I think that's kind of what we're going to see. I I do believe that we had a couple of weeks of like busy and then a bit of quiet and then more busy again. I still find that we talked about it briefly last week with things changing and shifting. In general, summer is a different is a different vibe anyway. It's a different energy, yeah. but especially with this summer, there's a very different energy, and everybody is almost on standby thinking, should we go ahead with what we planned? Or shall we just wait in case it all goes to to toffees again? So I think that's definitely been the case for like social platforms to almost, you know, there is an element of, I've read loads of articles actually, I don't know why, in the last two months saying you shouldn't spend time on social media. And for us, I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, there is the camp that says, you know, it's it's useless to to spend time on social media marketing. And I'm like, eh. But isn't it also a way to talk to your customers and to get what they need and want, maybe? 
So, you know, there is a big, and I think platforms know that and they're like, we want to make sure that you choose us over somebody else and they take as much time to create an excellent experience. And I think right now they're still figuring out who actually they are targeting. Yeah. And am I targeting everyone? Am I targeting mainly like shopping, e-commerce? How can I give different people the different options to make this work for themselves? And I think that's been the biggest change. Like platforms like TikTok, because they're younger, they actually have almost like a benefit in the fact that they started knowing already all of this and they can adapt quicker because they can actually tailor it to the audiences they know they have. Yeah, no, that's such a good point. And I, I think sometimes that's a, that's a downfall for the older platforms like Twitter. They've set this precedence and they've got so many things in place which is going to make it harder for them to pivot. Right. And, and I imagine actually they're feeling the pressure because when you've got TikTok coming along that can just adapt super easily, super quickly, Twitter are thinking and Instagram even I'm like, oh no, how are we going to, okay, we need to get our skates on here. Otherwise we're going to be left behind. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. First and foremost, Becca, once again, you provided us with wisdom. Thank you so much, everyone for listening. I hope you're enjoying these shows as well. Obviously this is the second one that we recorded, mm-hmm. but again, it's kind of good for us. As we said, it's a nice way for us to actually, you know, do our homework. Yeah. So always excited to chat. I, I mean, I'll say I'm going to wait to see what happens next week because you never know. It's, that's probably the excitement of it anyway. But if you want to find out more about anything that we talked about today, especially links and see some of the screenshots of some of the things coming up, just go to altmarketingschool slash join. Not only you can sign up for the newsletter, but you can also see the ones that come out every week. So you can actually read it as like a public feed if you want to just check it out. But if you want to receive them in your inbox, you know what to do. Thank you so, so much, Becca. If people have questions, once again, remind us where to find you on I social. I am at Becca Social on all of the platforms. And thank you so much for having me again. Absolute pleasure. If you have any questions, check us out at altmarketingschool.com as well, and you can find everything you need. Thank you, Bye. guys. Thank you so much for listening. Head to altmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.